Let's talk about merch. That is where a creator has a line of products that they typically would have on their YouTube channel and they would sell that to their audience. Now, is this a realm of only the big curators? Do you have to have millions of subscribers before you can sell something to your audience? Or can smaller creators get in on this action? What kind of products should you be selling? Do all products work or do some work better than others? Which merchandising platform should you use? They all seem to be the same. Are they all created equally or are some different and offer better products and services? These are your merchandise questions. We have merchandise answers on today's episode of Tube Talk. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am your host. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ. Every day, I help creators big and small level up their channels, understand YouTube strategy, get more subscribers and more views in less time. And that's exactly why Tube Talk exists to help you. And today we're exploring something a little bit different, something not to do with thumbnails and YouTube algorithm. Today, it's all about merchandising. And the person who's going to help us navigate through these treacherous waters is Dave Higashi, who is the CEO of Crowdmate. He is a premier expert, has been doing this for a very, very long time, working with some of the world's largest creators. Dave, welcome to Tube Talk. Oh, thanks for having me, Liron. I am the CEO and co-founder of Crowdmade. We are one of the premier merchandise providers for YouTube creators. And we've been doing this for years and have worked with hundreds of creators. And whether I am the premier expert or not, we have <laughs> just a incredible amount of experience and we've learned a lot of things uh, hands-on with uh, just the, the wonderful people we've worked, we've worked with over the years. Okay, so since you've teased us a little bit, and I've also teased everybody a little bit, can you tell us who are some of your creators that you work with? Oh, sure. We have a lot. Some of my favorite ones are uh, Jack's Films. It seems like uh, many people know who he is. Oh, yeah. uh, Sim Simply Neological. Uh, in recent days, we've, we've been working with a lot of uh, top-tier animators, like uh, Ginger Pale and Tabs and uh, Emerichu, some just amazing names, and we're so lucky to work with them. So let's start kind of right at the top. I mean, there's a reason that a lot of these top-tier creators, and for those who don't know some of these names, I'll definitely have some links in the show notes, and you can look them up. They've got literally millions of subscribers in some cases, and yet they're still turning around and saying, hey, I want to do this merch thing. Why are creators turning too much? Um, you know, it's a, they have different reasons at different stages of their careers. You know, in earlier stages, a lot of them are trying to establish their brand uh, and merchandise is just an incredible way to, to connect with fans in, in a more physical fashion than, than is allotted through uh, just videos on YouTube and comments. Mm -hmm. um, later in their career, as they get larger, it can be a significant source of income for some of them. Um, and this is what Crowdmade is about, is about making sure that we work with them at all stages to identify what their goals are and uh, do our best to help them get there. It's goal orientated, but there isn't a magic number. There isn't when I hit a certain number of subscribers, I must do this merch thing. Some people never do it. Some people do it when they're much smaller. Is there a way for us to kind of look at our own channels? Is there any signals that we would look at 
to say, okay, the time has come to take that step? Uh, great question. Um, we, you know, obviously we have limited resources, so we're not able to work with every single YouTube creator there is. We do our best. Um, so we tend to look for three major signals. The first being size. You know, if you just if you're not of a certain size, it's really tough to make meaningful amounts of sales. And again, it depends on your goals. But you know, for it to be a meaningful number, normally around a hundred thousand subscribers is about the place where merch is more meaningful. It doesn't mean it's not useful for for the business, but it's mm -hmm. just more meaningful in dollars. The second thing we look for is engagement. Engagement is a really clear indicator of how deeply um, you know the fans care about that that channel or how well that creator has been at activating their audience to do things which is right. a, which is a wonderful way of looking at things so they might not have the most views or the most subscribers but they have just an incredible level of engagement as a percentage of their views um, that's a really important metric and then the last one that I think is discounted by by a lot of not just the creators but also the 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 industry players out there in merchandise is how good is that creator at promoting? Um, mm. And this is the wild card. If there are if they are a huge huge creator, and we've worked with some in you know the double digit millions who have had trouble selling significant or meaningful numbers of uh, units um, because the promotion wasn't good. Uh, and we've had very small creators who just absolutely astound us because their promotion is incredible. And thus, it's the wild card, and we are always trying to decide when we're working with the creator, can we help them improve their promotion? Because that will help at every stage of their career. So for us, the big three are size, engagement, and promotion. Okay, I'm trying so hard not to make a size doesn't count joke. It's just so difficult. <laughs> okay. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm resisting. But, but at the end of the day, it's what you're saying is, is true. It's that you could have a million subscribers, but kind of there's no community feel. People are there just for the content, but they aren't really connecting with you. That's going to yes. perform very differently to maybe a much, much smaller channel, maybe even at 50,000 who have got such a good yes. niche and such a great audience. And they hang on to every word, they comment and they reply and they have entire conversations with the creator. That's going to way outperform someone who's, oh, well, it's just another revenue stream. I'm not even going to bother to do anything about that. Okay, so now let's, let's put ourselves into this mindset, into this driver's seat. I've got my channel. I've got a community. I'm starting to get some traction. They're loving kind of what I'm doing. I, am, I want to give back to the community. Where, where do I start to kind of thinking along the merchandising game? Do I start with something small like a coffee mug or is there a limit? Maybe when somebody approaches you and they say, hey, I'd really like to work with you, where do you start? The, the answer to that re would really depend on where they're looking for and what they're hoping to do. So with some of the, the other players in the, the industry, like the, uh, the self-serve platforms like a Teespring, is probably mm -hmm. a really, really good example. They're really good at what they do, and if we're honest. And they can print shirts, they can do a handful of things. And there are some creators out there who prefer to try things on their own and test things, and it's not a bad place to do it. But the thing I always tell creators, the first thing when I have my first call with them is that it's really, really, really easy to do bad merch. 
Uh, <laughs> it's, there's just so many things that can go wrong. So when they're first getting started with us, we have to make a call and decide, okay, based on what we know about your, your channel and your goals and what you're trying to do, what is the scope of reasonability of what we can do? Because CrowdMade can make almost anything. There are no limitations on what we can make. We've made some very strange things in the past year. And, okay, and that, that's what you have to tell I, I can't us. say, I can't tell you there's some oh. things that are very secretive. Um, <laughs> But I can guarantee you not a single other company in the world is doing what we're doing. Um, wow. So okay. we need to decide what is the best approach. And so depending on the stage of their career, do they have experience with merchandise? Let's say they don't. Um, mm -hmm. And they're just starting out. You know, we, we're just kind of eclipsing that 40,000 sub range. And okay, it, it might make a lot of sense to do some merchandise now. Um, tell me what you're trying to accomplish. That is actually the first goal. And if it is branding, then the way to approach it is how do I have design or do I not have design? And how do I work through that? Um, and okay. working with CrowdMade, if you don't have design, that is something we work on with you. We have you know, a lot of design experts and we found that that's kind of prim the primary bottleneck for creators are, is the design point. Absolutely. Uh, and, and having great design because just because you have a good design doesn't mean it trans translates well to a print on a shirt. Well, okay, well, so well that, 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 that's very, very important. I think we've got to reemphasize that point. Just because you've got a cool design doesn't mean it's wearable on a shirt. Okay, so I've got this really funky logo. I think it's awesome. People tell me they love it. Do some things just simply not translate well to a shirt? Yes, and there are actually two dimensions to that um, translation to a shirt. One is the wearability, which you know we, we have done this for a long time and we have a good feel for the YouTube audience. But the other is actual printability. You know, there are a lot of providers out there who will take any piece of art that you give them and they will print it. Uh, but yes. most of them do not sample it. And even though most of us use essentially the same technologies, knowing how to adjust the piece of art so that the, you know, the hot pink that you put in that neon glowing sign <laughs> actually prints because the answer is it doesn't <laughs> um, is what we do as well to make sure that we can maintain very high quality standard because the worst thing that could happen is that a creator puts something that they're really happy about and what the fan actually gets is very different and they're disappointed by that. That is, that is a complete miss on, on all parts. And we, we make sure that we never do something like that. Okay, because the fans, at the end of the day, the fans could be young, they could be saving their pocket money, they could yes. be a Christmas gift that they've been kind of dying to get, and this thing arrives in the mail, they're so excited, and then it goes south very, very quickly when it's bad print, bad quality, too long, too short, just they're disappointed. And nothing is yeah. worse for a creator than to disappoint their fans. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we take it really seriously. Okay. So I have a design. I have an idea. Do I work with your designers to kind of bring it out to life? Or do I have to supply you with exactly what I'm looking for? And you'll kind of say, yes, this will work or not. Uh, it can be one of either of those. Okay. And again, we're, we're, not, we're not a self-serve platform. We, we're working with our creators to find out you know, some of them are more particular and they have very capable design skills. Um, right. It's not common, but, but we do have, especially in the animation community, you have some incredible designers. 
Um, oh, absolutely. That's what they, that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. And, um, you know, our job at that point in time is to, okay, let's see what we can translate this into. Because if I look into your audience, maybe people look to you because of the, the detail quality of your art, in which case maybe it's best for us to go towards something like a notebook or a poster, right? And how do we translate that art that you've given me into a product like that? Or um, let's say you want to make a plushie, which is something we also have done. Um, how do we turn that piece of art that you have into that? So that's one side. And then the other side is, you know, I just have an idea, in which case you work with us. And then we try to do our best to translate those ideas into really incredible art that uh, we know is going to print or be manufactured really well. And do you find that people are more of the former or the latter? In other words, people come and say, hey, this is what I want. Or do pe more people come to you and say, look, I think I kind of want this kind of thing. It's going to have blue with, with spikes and things. Make it work. <laughs> uh, I would say the, the latter because okay. the type of clientele who really get the most value out of working with CrowdMade care about working with a person who's going to help them. And that's what we're about. Um, if they knew exactly what they wanted and they understood the print industry, mm -hmm. then they would do something more self-serve because they have, you know, they can, the, the gratification is instant in that situation versus we are very hands-on and we work directly to support the creator to get them to the point in which they're going to be really happy because they just don't know how to do it. All right. So I think at this juncture, let's kind of just um, explain, if you don't mind, the two different type of system. You said one is self-service and one is very much mm -hmm. working with you and your team. A self-service platform like Teespring is um, you go in, you log into their site, you upload your art, uh, and you know, you're essentially on rails that take you to an end page that allows you to sell something to your audience. Um, it's fast. It's, mm -hmm. it's convenient, um, but there, is no ch there are no checks, meaning they're not going to stop you from trying to make something. And if it doesn't come out well, that's your fault. Uh, that's, that's not anybody else's fault but your own. Um, so there, there are quite a few of those platforms. I would say Teespring, uh, Redbubble, uh, Spreadshirt. There's quite a few of those. Mm -hmm. um, then on the other side, you have us who are very full service from end to end. And the idea is we are there to, de to devise a merch strategy, right? Not a shirt. That's, that's really what we're uh -huh. about. There it's we go. comprehensive from designing something to figuring out what is the product assortment that we're going to do to how are we rolling and launching this to your fans to training you to promote properly so you can get the most the, the most uh, sales uh, and then following up to talk about performance and understanding what can we do better next time because that's the big question that I think a lot of creators deal with is I'm not so sure if this is going to do well and if it sold a hundred is that good or is that bad right um, and how do I get better? And that's where we really drive a ton of value is, is making sure that we guide them through the entire process, give them a strategy, and then reiterate every single time to get better and better. Sure. Okay. So what is essentially a upload next, 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 finish wizard kind of style? And then voila, you've got a store. Off you go. Good luck to you. If it goes right, well done. If it goes wrong, well, it's down to you. 
there's nobody's going to yeah. stop you from printing something that maybe you're not even allowed to print, like copyrighted materials, things of that nature. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Didn't even uh, touch on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have seen a lot of that in various stores. We're going, wow, I didn't know that this person sells folk. Oh, no, hold on. It's not actually there. It's literally. <laughs> but then on your side, it's very different. It's very hands-on. The process is mm-hmm. slower, but then the value is all about a strategy rather than, hey, let's go print 50 shirts at your local FedEx store. Right. Yeah. Very, it's very. It's about strategy and quality. That, that's really what it's about. Okay. And then kind of circling back to the whole, I don't want to disappoint my fans. I do like the idea that you did mention uh, mentioned earlier, which is it's okay to test. You know, maybe you've got a logo, maybe you've got a little um, character, maybe you've got a saying. Test it with a, um, an on-demand print kind of service. Maybe your audience doesn't actually care. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they sell lots of that, in which case it's a good indicator to say, okay, this could be a revenue spinner if I do this correctly. Let me get a hold of CrowdMate and let's maybe see if we're able to work together. Okay, that's and, kind of... You know, we, we definitely want to make sure that we, you know, creators come from all angles and all levels of experience when it comes to merchandise, as, as well as the growth of their channel. Um, and we do run into situations where the the creator is nervous you know and I, I think the way youtube has been designed has has really created a lot of anxiety to the the growing aspiring youtube creator of making a mistake right mm-hmm. rather than just trying so we also coach our creators into saying like look um sometimes we don't know what the right design is going to be especially when the creator is a little bit more ambivalent uh so we suggest testing and we're like, look, let's just go out there and do this. Let's find out what is resonating with your audience. And let's, the next time we do this, we'll revise, we'll do it better, we'll promote better, we'll have a design that is better in the aesthetic that makes sense. Um, but we absolutely encourage testing at all times. Okay. Well, this is a good advice because you're right. I mean, we're all scared of YouTube. We're scared to try <laughs> something new, let's be honest. It's, uh, we've heard horror stories of people trying new thumbnails or new titles, new ideas, and it just goes horribly wrong, in which case testing is kind of almost frowned upon, even though we know that you really should. So this is a good litmus test, kind of put, dipping your fingers kind of into this water. Is it cold? Is it hot? Do people like it or not? And then being able to, to, to really kind of take it to that next level. And, and is it possible to take it to that next level? In other words, can you make some good, good money off your merch? Yes. Uh, they're <laughs> okay. the, the, ones who, the ones who really nail, nail this formula uh, do very, very significant numbers, much larger than their sponsorships sometimes. Whoa, much larger than like a brand deal or sponsorships, yes. things like that. Yes, yes. We, we recently wow. did one in, for a, a large creator and he, he did very well. <laughs> I love this whole NDA thing that you kind of <laughs> trying to skirt around, but we appreciate it. We do appreciate you being here and kind of sharing openly as much as you can. Don't want to get you into trouble, of course. Um, you know, we just <laughs> understand this kind of world because for many people, this will be new. Many people obviously have seen some of their kind of really big creators and they loving what they're doing. And we've all felt that whole, well, uh, let me support the creator by buying that shirt, buying the hoodie, and at least I've got a part of him or her that I feel more connected to, to that channel. But I'm also, I know that I'm contributing to help that creator really make more content, which I love. So we all have been on this side of the equation. 
But now, as kind of channel owners, we now we're kind of trying to see, is this right for us? Yeah, do you think there's any kind of red flags that would suggest, look, we just don't think this is going to do well? Do you ever walk away from deals which are just not right? Yes, all the time. <laughs> I don't want to uh, give away too many secrets. Of but, course, of um, course. <laughs> we, we absolutely believe in the development and the investment in our creators. Um, there was a time when CrowdMade only worked with the very, very largest YouTubers. And I mean, double-digit million YouTubers. Um, <laughs> and we'd only had a handful of clients. But over the years, we've just found so much gratification, I think is probably the best word, on working with aspiring channels. And again, none of them are small, right? They're, they're in the tens of thousands of subscribers. Um, but it's very meaningful to us to work with these growing creators and um, to see them grow because it is just amazing how fast some of them grow. Um, wow. But we, we pride ourselves on developing relationships with our creators, real ones. We will walk away from deals where it is too transactional um, because the only thing they care about is the money. Um, and that is a recipe for, for disaster in, in developing oh, wow. your business. Um, we'll walk away from those heavily transactional relationships. We will walk away from relationships or we just won't start them with uh, those who aren't um, willing to communicate. Because again, I said, it's really, really easy to do bad merch. And the first way to make it, to, to put it on a bad path is not being um, open to communication. Uh, so I won't say how I make those decisions, but mm -hmm. we, do, we do turn down creators, some of them very large, just because those kind of situations will, it, it won't be good for the creator, it won't be good for us, and it definitely yes. won't be good for the fan. So we, we just won't accept that kind of situation. So that's on the crowd made side. For the creator who's trying to see if there's a red flag, right? We used to ask this question a long time ago. Why are you trying to do merch? Um, and one of the big red flags was when it just said to make money. Mm. Um, because at that point in time, you strip away a lot of the creativity and the fun. Um, and when you, when you really focus on doing something great for your fan, it, it'll reciprocate, right? Um, so one of the red flags is looking at things like you're really just trying to make money out of this. And oftentimes I really only hear that from the smaller channels. I rarely hear that from the larger channels. I ask every creator that we work with, I want to know how they got started. And none of them have ever said for money, not a single one. Wow. Um, almost every single, and you know, it's self-selecting the kind of creators of who course. work with us. Right. Um, but they all say it was because I wanted to be better at uh, building a skill. Uh, you know, I was an introvert and I really wanted to try get out of my shell or mm. I needed an outlet for creativity. And the next thing you know, here I am. But I don't think it was so accidental because they, these people are so focused on just doing the best, the best content they can. And the money just follows after. Um, they're not mm. money first. And uh, I think that's why a lot of the creators we work with are so have such deep engagement. Right. Again, it's very self-selecting. Right. And uh, are, are so successful because they care about those things first. Do, do you find that there's um, certain niches or industries that maybe do better, like a gamer would perhaps do better than an animator, or does it really just depend on each individual's community? Great question. 
well, this, these are really pointed. Um, <laughs> we've worked with, we've worked with uh, creators from all walks of YouTube uh, over the years. And I would say it's less about the subject and it is more about the relationship that the creator as a person or a character has with their audience. And mm. let, let me give you a good example. There are really great um, how-to channels on YouTube, but a lot of them for their massive size, um, there is no connection with the, the person making the content because sometimes it's just like uh, you see some hands and there's no voice. Right. Um, so it's more about that connection with a person or a character. So, you know, um, animators, they have great characters, right? That's, that's easy for... Easy, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you've got some wonderful personalities for daily vlogging, uh, comedians like Jack, where they are relating to him or her and uh, that person more than the content itself. And that's really kind of a big key to merchandise. Okay, it's about making, making that connection. But you bring up a very interesting point that maybe a utility channel, a how-to channel... If you have a how-to channel, um, how to unblock my toilet, this is my, my favorite example, uh, the odds of someone buying a your hand-in-the-toilet T-shirts, eh, not so much. But then we have a problem. Like I have a tech channel, as you know, and we talk about the latest phones and gadgets, but there's no, whilst kind of subscribers are going and views are great and we kind of sign to build this community, at the end of the day, people are there for an answer. I am stuck. I don't know if I should buy this phone or not. I don't know if I, how to do this thing on the computer. Can you help me? It's very difficult to build a community who will buy something outside of that. It's just different mindset. You know, you're not there to be yes. entertained. You're there to learn. Maybe a phone case maybe would make more sense in my case than something like Jack, who maybe his a phone case doesn't make sense in his case. Would you find that to be correct? Um, yeah. And, you know, I would take how to from genre to genre because... Okay, uh, fair enough. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, I would say cooking channels, they're entertainment, but you know, they're, they're, they're in that how to category, but they right. have some personalities there and those personalities are very powerful. Um, same thing in, in tech, we could talk about uh, channels like Linus tech tips or Marquez Brown. Oh, yeah. Like these, these guys are personalities. Uh, yes. Marquez is incredible because of his, uh, his style, right? Sure. Um, people will buy to be like that creator. Um, and to be associated with that creator because they, they have very strong personalities. Um, but if, you know, it's, it's primarily, you know, review to, to get views, mm -hmm. um, unless that person particularly stands out, it, it is very, it, you're right. It is a little bit more difficult for a how-to channel. And maybe in the smaller side, I mean, Marquez and Linus Tech Tips, these guys are huge and they've built yeah. a huge community which kind of, uh, you know, which respects them. They've obviously, they've earned it. Nothing came yeah. easy, contrary to popular belief. These guys have worked for years. They work so uh, hard, so hard. <laughs> then the community appreciates them and wants to support them, in which case, fine. So I guess my point is that there may be, even within the how-to genre, there may be a differentiation based on your size, based on your community, your engagement that maybe even starting out, you might be kind of struggling at the moment, but don't rule merch out altogether just because you're a how-to channel. It could come at a point that makes sense. 
And, you know, every creator finds their thing at some point in their career. Um, and, you know, we work with a lot of creators who started in one thing and, you know, they, through the trial and error, error and tribulations of uh, YouTube, uh, they found something else over the years and then it really took off for them. Uh, gotcha. And, and that's, that's, so I, I wouldn't say rule it out. I would say, um, make sure you understand what your expectations are. Right. That, that's kind of the big thing. Good. And maybe put it on a roadmap that maybe you start with a shirt in point A, but as you get bigger yes. and more engagement, maybe then you start transitioning into something more. Where do we kind of look at the overall categories within the merch? Is there anything that sticks out that sells more than others? Like would a hoodie sell more than, I don't know, a pencil case? Do even people even have oh. pencil cases? <laughs> Not sure. We make them. Um, <laughs> the, the, the answer are black t-shirts, black unisex t-shirts. Uh, outside oh, wow. everything by an absolutely huge margin. Hidden insider information right there. <laughs> Make black shirts, put your face on them. <laughs> okay. Um, and now, kind of, you talked about earlier about the creators actually coming along for the ride and really understanding that it is up to them to promote their own material. I mean, I know it sounds obvious when we say it out loud, but it's amazing how many people just do not understand that as a concept. Can you give us some examples of people who are doing it really well, maybe not people, just kind of maybe the idea of what they're doing to promote their own material. Obviously, don't want to put you in an awkward position, but something that say, hey, this works really well. When creator does A, B, and C at an event, this works really well, things like that. Okay. The real answer is short and, and concise. Like, I mean, very to the point where we tell our creators uh, because they are very creative people and they're, they're trying to oftentimes spin things or do something really interesting <laughs> or, and we'll talk about some other issues that they often have. Um, but the answer is if you do a 10 second mention at the beginning of your video, you just say, uh, hey, I've got this uh, new product that came out. Um, it's only going to be available for a little while if, if it's going to be a limited item. Uh, go check it out before it's gone. Literally, that's it. And then you go on to your regular content. Um, that, that outperforms everything by just a massive, massive margin versus the creative stuff we've seen over the years. The, the other thing is we have the data to show that a promotion at the end of essentially a seven or 10 minute video almost has the impact of not having it at all. <laughs> wow. Um, when our creators don't have a clear path to what they want to do, we always guide them into short and simple. Uh, it's really effective. It's worked time and time again. Mm -hmm. um, but, and there are a handful of cases of creators who've done other things really successfully, but they also have very unique audiences. But that would be the, the key <laughs> advice, short, simple, with a clear call to action. As creators, I mean, just the definition of that word is, you, you, you know, you don't want to keep it simple. You want to create, you want to create this <laughs> story around and then you overthink it. And guess yes. what? People just want to know what you have and how cool it is and where they can buy. That call to action is so powerful yeah. by saying, hey, you want a shirt just like the one I'm wearing? This is what you got to do. And that just works because guess what? It, People just want a shirt just like that. <laughs> it's, it it's so short and simple. It's perfect. And, <laughs> uh, you know, creators oftentimes very uh, surprised 
they're very surprised to hear that. Um, and we have many situations where, you know, there are a handful of opportunities where a creator will do multiple video promotions in the same campaign, and we will convince them to do something short and sweet versus mm. their, you know, their big rollout that took them half a day to film or edit. Right. Um, and then they will see the results and it just, it, it is uh, so surprising to them almost every time. So right. that, that to me, by far the best advice you can have. Great. So keep it short, keep it simple, clear call to action, black shirts. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's, that's, that's what we need to know. Um, and I, I, I kind of jokingly refer to copyrighted materials early on. Are there anything that we shouldn't be putting on kind of merchandising, something that absolutely does not work under any circumstances, stay away from that, you will get into trouble? Uh, Disney stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, no, no, they are, there, there, are, there are a handful of brands out there who are very, very litigious. And we don't run into this issue because we have, we either do the art in-house or mm -hmm. we work with uh, the creator to make sure that um, we're looking at the art, that there's no, there's no obvious infringement. Um, and there's a fine line between infringement and parody, right? And um, so that's always a, a difficult thing. But I would say if, if you're using somebody else's character or art in, in any way, you need to stop and ask somebody if it's okay. Um, because the likes of companies like Disney will absolutely uh, you know, send cease and desist orders. And right. you know, there's just so many counterfeits out there. We deal with it all the time too, where our, our creators get counterfeited. Um, wow. And okay. it's, it's such a painful thing to go through for a creator. And you know, we, we spend time making sure we can take down some of these things. Um, but I do feel for the brands. I feel for the brands when yeah, that absolutely. stuff is stolen. Um, so I, so yeah, if I was to be really direct and Disney stuff, stay away and anything related to that kind of stuff. But in general, you know, when you've taken something from somebody else and yes. you, you have to ask somebody if it's okay and get it in writing. A yes. Yes. verbal yes. chat <laughs> at a bar after 13 tequilas is probably not the best time. Uh, Absolutely get, not. get it in writing. So you got something to fall back on. And guys, if you think about it, if somebody, you know, you, you might think, well, Disney's got all the money in the world. Why should they care if I make a couple of bucks? Well, it's not about that. It's about, imagine that you get that big and somebody takes one of your characters that you worked so hard to develop and they slap it on the shirt and they make a couple of bucks off your work. It's just not right. They don't own it. They shouldn't do it. You don't own it. You shouldn't do it, which is why we never encourage pirated software. How can I get this yeah. video editing suite for free? Forget it. Pay some money. Some developer has worked really hard to get it out there. This is just not yours to take. And it's literally is stealing. So simple, yeah. simple as, as that. What's got you really excited kind of about the whole merch industry, this game? Um, for us, you know, Crowdmade has always been, we've always looked at ourselves as a, as a company that supports our creators to create and connect. Uh, and nowhere in there do you hear the word merchandise uh we are best known for our merchandise um but this year we are working on adding some really strong value add services to our creators because uh they've asked of uh, asked of these things from us and um so they're gonna ha they're gonna come out sometime this year i can't talk about them yet of course um, i think it's gonna be great we we want to change the way 
the the support industry for YouTube creators works. And I, you know, I think we've got these incredible relationships with our creators who are so open and honest with us. And you know, how do we bring these services to life? What do they look like? How are they really helping creators? Um, so I'm really excited about that. And the other thing, I think on a high level that I'm really excited about um, is is the future of of creators. And I've been doing this for a handful of years now, and the the shift in in the way people look at YouTube, in whether it is the the people consuming the content, and it is you know, and every day there are more people cutting the cord with, with traditional cable and, and watching this kind of short form digital content. Um, but also the creators themselves. And what makes me super excited about that are the number of children who now look and not just children, but young adults who look at YouTube as a real viable career path. Um, so the number and the types of creators that will be coming over the next few years, I think is really exciting. I think we're going to see things that we've never seen before uh, as this generation grows up and who are immersed in this, in this culture, as well as being able to support them along the way, whether it be education or coaching or merchandise or any, any one of these things. Um, that's what has me super excited over the next few years. Well, that definitely, definitely sounds like something we want to be watching. Dave, thank you for spending some time with us. If people want to kind of follow you, are you on social media? Can they go check out your website? Where can they buy all this cool merch from? <laughs> yeah, you can go check us out at crowdmade.com. There we go. Simple as that. And of course, guys, everything will be in the show notes. Um, all this information will be down there. So you can be able to click, hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. Uh, just to make sure you get all the latest episode, everything coming through straight to your phone, your mobile device, your computer, wherever you happen to be listening to this, share it with at least one other creator who you know is currently thinking about merch, but really isn't sure how this whole thing fits together. They would really appreciate this kind of episode. Play it forward. At the end of the day, we're one creator community. We want to help each other out. Dave, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Liron. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.